You're listening to the Colts Blue Zone Podcast with Mike Chappell and Dave Griffiths. Inside the Fox 59 CBS 4 Podcast Studio, this is the Colts Blue Zone Podcast. Alongside Mike Chappell, I'm Dave Griffiths. Joe Hopkins is here on the board as well. And Mike, we talk about the NFL offseason. There's like two or three weeks, it seems like, throughout the year where there's uh, little to talk about. But nevertheless, uh, we still find things to talk about always here on the Blue Zone podcast. Somehow we always make it to about 50 minutes to an hour because there are, uh, even even in the middle of the, uh, the ho-hum season, there's always something that's uh, relatively relevant for the horseshoe and for the fans right now. And uh, although we are kind of playing a waiting game to see what's next NFL-wide, which of course, for those uh, off-season nerds like Joe Hopkins over here and myself, to be perfectly honest, and Mike, this is why we I, get into I've, this. I've grown out of the nerd stage. Yes, uh, you, you're you're in the. Uh, oh yeah, come on, let's get to the game. Let's get to OTAs. Where are the meat and potatoes games? That's right. But, but the um, the next thing in the NFL stage is the NFL Combine coming to Indianapolis here at the end of this month of February. So we'll certainly get a lot more uh, at least relative answers because we'll have Frank Reich and Chris Ballard in front of a microphone. We won't get concrete answers. They're not going to tell us who they're going to take or what they're thinking about moving up, of course, and all that stuff. But you take those opportunities to glean information from them. So until there is that information that we can glean, there's a little bit more speculation going on. But we can use interviews, of course, we've had with the past to provide context for some of the ins and the outs of the NFL offseason that's going on right now. And one thing that we at least have touched on before in our discussion about the Colts and what they want to do with quarterback next year is at least the possibility that Philip Rivers is out there. Philip Rivers is a guy that has worked. And now he's out there. Now he exactly. That's that's the specific point this week that is different. The Chargers officials have announced that they will not be re-signing Philip Rivers, so he will be a free agent. Uh, and we'll try his hand somewhere else this year. And the Rivers family, all I don't know how many of them there are, but it's a number that seems to be double figures, on isn't it? Growing every year, yeah, it's definitely double digits. Um, somebody's looking to to perhaps uh, get a get a large house in some uh, locale that is no longer Los Angeles if uh, Philip Rivers wants to keep playing in the NFL and wants to bring his family to wherever his next spot's going to be. Yes, which he does. He came out and said he wants to play. So the rumors are possible, certainly. You you hear that the Colts are a possibility because, A, they have questions at quarterback. B, you look at the rest of the team and you think, okay, this isn't a building t- a team that's building from the ground up that Rivers would have to like start at the bottom. It's, it's a team that has potential, has playmakers, has... Uh, ability, has good coaching staff, all those things. That is just one year removed from the playoffs. It's not a bad team by any stretch of the imagination. He has a connection with Frank Reich, who is the Chargers quarterback coach and offensive coordinator for three years, 2013 to 2015. Also, Nick Sirianni was his position coach after Frank was exactly. coordinator. So he has familiarity with people here. Um, but that has to we, – we have to touch on it again because it's kind of a little bit more in the news this week. Is Philip Rivers a legitimate option, a good option – for the Colts next season. He's an upgrade. We'll start there. He's an upgrade. I mean, don't you, it'd be hard for me to argue that he's not an upgrade over what you have. Uh, just, but, th- but then you have to, because again, if you look at his career stats and it's a great, this is a borderline. I'm not saying he's, he's the shoe in hall of famer like everybody does. I think he's that borderline hall of famer because what's missing obviously is a Super Bowl and a championship. Never even been to a Super Bowl. Right. So, but but the, the numbers, it's like 4,000 yards and 20 touchdowns and, and pushing the ball down the field and being 
something of a risk taker mm-hmm. and not not averse to that. But but interceptions are have been an issue. He's led the league in interceptions twice, and he should have last year. Had it not been for J-Boo. Fa- famous Jameis. He's got his eyes fixed now. He, he's yeah, he got LASIK. How does that make you feel? That's the, that's the craziest thing. Back when he was in Tallahassee, just like just the squinting to try to see what's going on on the field. I remember that becoming a story when I was working down there. I was like, for the love. This, this is really so so were, were they not an issue when he threw 30-some touchdowns? His first year? I don't know. Then all of a sudden, they were an issue the next I, year. I don't, I don't know. know. But 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 on Rivers, again, it, it, it's the plus and minuses. and. He's an upgrade simply because he's going to give your offense pop. I think his career average on yards per attempt is almost eight. It's seven point eight, I think it is. Mm-hmm. And I think Frank told us that was it seven point five is what he what he looked for. Uh, but what you had to look at is they had such a a down year in San Diego last year in Los Angeles last year. Pardon me. Get and it he, together, Mike. And he, I know, and he had two thousand yard receivers. He had Austin Eckler, who was 90-some catches for 900-and-some yards. The running game was sort of a mess because of the Melvin Gordon situation. Offensive line wasn't very good. He was sacked, was it 30-some times, and he's been sacked a bunch. I think I saw it. Was like, it's like 11th most in NFL history. But then again, he's played a long time. He started 224 straight games. Well, basically since he's, he took over as a number one guy. There's pluses and minuses, and what 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 they have to decide first is are they interested? Now, I think I, I sort of think that they this is one where you just don't say what do you think and move on. I think this mm-hmm. is one they they have to think about. Uh, again, I think he's to me he's an upgrade, but then what do you what are you trying to do? Are you trying to win now? You know, yes. Are you trying to build for the future? Yes. Does he do that? No. He lets you win now. So Joe and I were talking before we went on air, and to me, if, if you sign Rivers or Brady or whomever else, except Teddy Bridgewater, you, you still have to have that long-term view in mind. So you still have to have that young quarterback. But then where you know w- when do you draft him? Is it still first round, second round? Th- this would be a balancing act. They have to decide whether they can do. Can you? Can you? Try to strike now because, again, if you put Rivers on this team last year, they're in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They simply are. He makes enough plays, and you know the interceptions are, are, are there and all that, but he makes enough plays to, to have you win three, three more games. I, 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 it's hard for me to argue that he doesn't. Is he the, the missing piece to get you the championship? Probably not. But you still have to plan. I think even Rivers said in an interview with the L.A. Times that, he would be looking for a two-year deal, and if it you know it doesn't work out, then you walk away. If it does, who knows? So you still, I think you can still balance winning now with having that guy to work behind Rivers, even if Rivers isn't a kind of guy who might want to groom a quarterback. Failing that, if you, if you say, oh, "I want to win now," we're going to take Rivers and we're going to use all of our draft picks to build around him without a quarterback, then, then you're facing quarterback hell which is every two years you're looking for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And that just doesn't work out well. So You're it, playing it, kick the can down the road. Right, there. and it just, it just doesn't work. I mean, let's, let's say Rivers plays well for two years. Well, then in two years, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. So it's – and to think you're going to get Rivers and then be in a better position in, in 2021 for a quarterback, well, that, that's counterproductive to what you're trying to do. So I, 
I wouldn't dismiss Rivers. Uh, now, if you bring in Rivers, isn't Brissett gone? What do you do with him? Because if well, you well, cut well, him, that's twelve million in dead cap. His contract isn't really. You can just get rid of him like that. Yeah, and I don't know whether you can split this. Whether it can be a post June first thing where you can split the cap this year and next or not. He's due a seven million dollar roster bonus that he's already earned. It's, it's guaranteed. I saw one thing to where if they trade him, then the other team pays out the money. But I think there still is a twelve million dollar dead money cap or dead money hit. So what? You know, you, you got cap space out the at your ears. Mm-hmm. So I just don't see where how you keep Brissett if you go the the Philip Rivers route. It, it just makes no sense. If the Colts have to get rid of Phil uh, Philip Rivers, the Colts have to get rid of Jacob Brissett. I don't know how long the line of suitors would be with his contract, but I'm pretty positive that New England would be in that line. Let's. I, I want to throw that out there right now because because this has been something that at least I've been thinking out about the past couple months while we've been having these these conversations. Is if Jacoby Brissett is not in Indianapolis, New England is looking for a quarterback of the future right now, and the they drafted him a little while ago, kind of to be a guy. It was it was him. It was Garoppolo. Those two guys behind Brady. Because Belichick saw something he really liked in Brissett, and he traded him away. What was it? Was it was that the um, Philip Dorsett deal? Yes, was it Philip Dorsett for Jacoby Brissett straight up? That they desperately needed wide receiver help that year, and the Colts desperately needed quarterback help because Scott Tolzien threw a pair of pick sixes week. Well, it was even before that. You, you knew he was he was already in town. Um, so. Well, that was the year. It was like, oh, luck will be back. Luck will be back. JK's out for the season. Yeah, hey, right. gotcha. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. So again, I I think like when when the talk about you know Brady to Indianapolis, I just I I didn't buy that. I I don't buy him going anywhere. I think Brady until he signs with somebody else, I think he's back in New England. Didn't you see his Super Bowl commercial? I know. I, he's teasing. He's <laughs> he's teasing people. It was a professional troll job, and I tip my cap to Tom Brady for that. Correct. But this is this is different. This is the one thing you always do in free agency is you look for for dots to connect, and there are dots here. There, there just are. Uh, and again, this is a team he would be coming to a team that's close. You know, again, there to me, they're a quarterback away from being a, a contender for the playoffs. You know, not not for for more than that until they get other things fixed. But uh, again, with the Sirianni and, and Reich talk, spoke volumes of of Philip Rivers when they played early in the season. He just thinks he's 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 what you want elite quarterback toughness and all that. Mm-hmm. And do they think that if he's behind a better offensive line, with a better running attack, that the that the interceptions would cut down? Don't know the one, one thing about behind a better offensive line, which this is. He had I think again it was thirty four sacks, whatever it was last year. Remember how many sacks that Brissett avoided last year. Quite a few with his strength and yeah. ability to move in the pocket. So I, I, that's one of his best characteristics. Correct. Yes. So, so we still may see sacks if, if Rivers is here, but he he brings what you don't have, and that's a quarterback who is more than willing to push the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. Now, whether they think they can get they can maintain that and ease the interceptions, I don't know. Sometimes. Interceptions are part of the, are part of the deal, but I think he had was it twenty three touchdowns and twenty interceptions. Yes, last that's year. that's just that's that's not good. No, it wasn't. So, so uh, but again, he's definitely an upgrade. Will they go that way? My gut says no because I do think they want to still build the right way. 
but at some point you've got to be more focused on the here and now than in two or three years. Uh, let's just even say that the Colts do want Philip Rivers. This is not a report. This is just talk based on on talk. Like if you want Philip Rivers and maybe want to go for a quarter, or like you have a quarterback in mind in this draft that you might want, but Philip Rivers is your choice B. It, it it's hard. You you can't wait for the draft to see. Oh, is no, this no, guy going to no, fall to us? No, no, exactly. No, no. So this this I mean this is what's going through you know front office people's minds. You, you if 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 you're out there and you're like, well, why can't the Colts just see if the the guy comes to them and then if they, he doesn't get him, oh, Philip Rivers, your option B. Philip Rivers is, is Philip Rivers is the first domino. Right. That, is, exactly. He's going to fall first before the NFL draft. He's going to go somewhere before the NFL draft uh, at the end of April, a month and a half after free agency opens in the NFL. So so you cannot wait on Philip Rivers to say, oh, you know what? Maybe we can get the guy we want here in the draft. And if not, we can get Philip Rivers. No, right. he'll, be, he'll be gone. Right. That's, he'll, he'll he'll be gone in the first week of free agency. So so that that's just not an option and there's been a little bit of news in the draft this week um, and that has to do with a quarterback who is expected to go near the top of the draft Alabama QB Tua Tungavailoa gets some good news on his injured hip report from the NFL Network's Ian Rappaport says the CT scan on his surgically repaired hip the results were as positive as possible possible quote unquote he suffered a dislocated hip with a posterior wall fracture, which does not sound comfortable, Mike, before undergoing surgery in November. So apparently, again, according to Rappaport's report, the range of motion is good. He is expected to be cleared for football activities in another month. So he can't come to the combine and work out in front of teams in the combine. But if he's able to work in another month or so, that's the middle of March. That's a month and a half before the draft. That allows him to do either a pro day or a special workout for certain teams to see exactly where he is right now. Of course, they're not going to suit him up in pads and charge 300-pound defensive linemen at him right now. But you can get a pretty good look, I think, about how that hip is being is healing. And remember, this is the guy that going into last season, everybody said is the number one pick. Obviously the number one pick. The clear number one pick. Because tank of, for Tua. Exactly. That, that was hashtag tank for Tua. It was the, the Dolphins were going to get Tua Tonga Vailoa. That was what everyone was saying. They still might. The still. You're <laughs> correct, Joe. You are correct. But it, it's a good sign for Tua. It's a good sign for the NFL to have a young quarterback who appears to be on the mend, on the up and up, and things are not looking bad with the hip, at least right now, is what we think. But it's probably a bad sign for the Colts if you had thought, oh, maybe he could fall down to 13 in the draft. This report seems to indicate that there's very little chance, Mike, that Tua Tungavailoa is going to last that long. You're going to have to move up if you want to get him. If, if the Colts are serious about Tua, I won't mention the last name because I'll mess it up. You've got to go to three, don't you? Yeah. I mean, you got to go to three, trade with the Lions, who might be a trade-down candidate, but that'd be a far fall from three to 13. To, to go from 13 to three... It would take a king's king's ransom, right? And, and it's for a player who, when he's healthy, ha- has shown to be an elite guy. Yeah, when he's healthy, he's had is it three or four surgeries in the last couple of years? I think I think he had two ankle surgeries. They had some they called it something, some kind of spiral, something on a high ankle sprain. But th- th- this is one where it's sort of of, of high risk, high reward. And if you miss, you've got a, you've got a damaged quarterback. Uh, with a top five pick, but at, at thirteen, I, to me, to, for the Colts to sit at thirteen, they're going to get the fourth best option at quarterback because mm-hmm. three three are going to go. I, I I don't know that four will go ahead of them at thirteen, but 
if history shown us anything, it's that desperation will drive quarterbacks up the list. And whether all four of the top of the projected top four guys go that soon, or whether they can get a guy at thirteen, I don't know. But people are gonna there's gonna be a run on quarterbacks because there always are. I find it hard to believe that the Colts are desperate for a quarterback in this draft, just because they still do have Brissett, and with everything that Frank Reich and Chris Ballard have said about him, that they 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 go as far to the line as saying he's our guy without crossing that line. You know, they they praise him, they praise what he did, especially before the injury last year. Um, talk about, of course, what he has to improve upon. As they backed you would away expect. from that line at the end. Yeah, I, I thought they when. The two things that, that that Ballard said was when he was pressed, he said, Persets our, our starting quarterback now. Mm-hmm. But we thought Andrew Luck was our starting quarterback last year. But then then when he says the the jury is out, is still out, it just it just speaks volumes. It's 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 not you know it's not it's not total confidence or support of the guy. It's and, not. And and for reason. If they had stood up there in January and said, Oh, we have total faith. We don't. That position is is solid. They would just sound like idiots, mm-hmm. because the last two months of the season showed us otherwise. And the one thing that Chris Ballard mentioned, and it's true, is it, it was a tale of two half seasons. Again, the first half of the season, five and two, people were talking MVP. Mm-hmm. I, I can remember it in my head. Remember, fourteen touchdowns, four interceptions, and and he was playing at a high enough level, and then the injury hit. And we've beaten this to death. They've got to decide: is the five and two Brissett good enough? And did the knee have that much impact on how he played along with injuries at tight end and receiver? You know, again, did those injuries and those mitigating factors really hurt him that much, or did we see the ceiling? All season, and and I don't have the answer to that. I think that it, you'd be hard pressed to say Jacoby Brissett's ceiling is higher than Tua Tungavailoa's right now, just based on either things that I've read, or uh, scouts that I've read, or listened to, or uh, wh- whatever it might be. Joe, wh- wh- can you uh, either add some context to that, or show us like, yeah, the- if if Tua was healthy, I mean, he, there's a good chance he would be picked over Burrow, who had the most impressive season we've ever seen from a college quarterback. I mean, broke the touchdown passing record. What he did this year was outstanding, and people think a healthy Tua is even better than Joe Burrow. Mm. Um, Another thing to keep in mind is Tua, you know, like Mike said, it's not just the hip. It wasn't just one big freak injury. He's had the ankle. He's had other issues. Do the Colts want to go down another route of having a quarterback keep dealing with injuries? I mean, they just dealt with it with luck, (laughs) and we just saw what happened with Brissett with injuries. Um, the last thing about Brissett is he's going to be as good as what they put around him, and due to injuries throughout the year, what was around him wasn't good anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if you want to use his nickname, it was a ghost of T.Y. Hilton, even when he was on the field. So if, if the Colts are going to trade up and go for Tua, they got to get up to three, and they're going to have to get rid of a lot of draft picks to do well, it. Let's explain why they have to get up to three, because, I mean, you have a quarterback being taken number one. Everybody suspects it's going to be Burrow. Then the Giants are sitting there number two. You anticipate they have their quarterback. Uh, or are they at number three? Giants Sorry. are at four. Giants are at four. Oh, um, I thought two they were is higher. Washington. Two is Washington. Okay. And they just took Haskins last right. year. Right. Sorry, there was another NFC East team that just took a quarterback. And yeah, then uh, my, number my three mistake. is the Lions, and they have right. Stafford, who has a contract you really can't get out of. Right. Um, so they're going to sit there at three, and the Lions aren't as bad as 
you know, Stafford got hurt and they mm-hmm. lost a lot of games. You look at what they did early in the season and they were winning games and competing with good teams. Um, so the Lions might look at themselves and go, let's just trade back and get more draft picks and mm-hmm. go for this again. We're not, you know. So, but then after that, you got the Dolphins at five who mm-hmm. are desperate for the quarterback. You got the Chargers at six, and we just talked about how they're getting rid of Rivers. And, and the Dolphins could trade up from five to three because they, they because don't want anyone else to trade up for three. Yes. 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 And um, the Giants just don't seem like a likely trade back option, A, because someone could then get ahead of them at three with the Lions, but also the Giants have historically, Dave Gettleman, their general manager, has not been one to trade out of draft picks. He stays put and takes whatever player he wants. So You look at history and tell, eh, this is probably what's going to happen this year. Yeah. yeah. So And then you got the Panthers at seven who might be interested in quarterback with Cam Newton's injuries, troubles. So there's a lot of teams looking for quarterbacks. And again, you look at history and Teams trade up to get their quarterbacks. Yeah. They yep. don't just sit pat anymore. But but before we get there, we'll we'll have the veteran quarterback market settled. Yes. A- again with with Brady with with Rivers with that the the I say a mess, but the, the complications in New Orleans. They've got three quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and if, if anyone out there is buying that Taysom Hill is a franchise quarterback. I've got a Trent Richardson football card. I'd love to sell you. <laughs> I mean, he's. I saw. I, I was stunned. He's he's thrown thirteen passes, mm-hmm. and he's three for. He's six for thirteen in the NFL passing. Mm-hmm. Well, he's a we, toy. He's a toy. He's a good one, <laughs> but he's a toy. He's a fun one. Yeah. Yes. Well, we just talked about Cam Newton might be available. Um, if the Bengals, they're trying to trade Andy Dalton. I saw in reports because they're going to take Burrow. The Raiders might want to move on from Carr. They're. This and we've talked. I, I, would, I would. I would pursue Derek Carr over Rivers. Yes. Oh, yes. I Carr's would. much I, younger. I, he's a guy you can build around. You know, for right. the past, and, and next he, six he eight shown, years. He's shown the, the the desire to throw the ball down the field. We didn't mention Marcus Mariota. He'll be. I mean, there, there are a lot of veteran quarterbacks that we could argue how good they are, and that's why I hadn't really thought about. What Dave was saying about Brissette to New England, it does make sense. Mm-hmm. It's because that's again that that's where it all started for. And so, but as far as people said about like trading Brissette, I'm not sure what you get for him, right? Because once once you sign Rivers, Brissette's value is gone. Exactly. Everybody knows that you want to get rid of him. So if everyone knows you want to get rid of him, what then... do you get a five or a six? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess you you try to get something for nothing, but or better than nothing, but. It, that, that's why before all the shuffling starts on the draft, all these quarterback dominoes will fall, and maybe those be you know Ryan Tan, uh, Ryan Tannehill in in uh, Tennessee. What happens there? And because I've seen things where, where Rivers will go to Tennessee and they won't re-sign Tannehill. It's crazy the speculation out there now about who's going where, and, and there's two or three that need to fall. Can you imagine if Breeze decides to retire? Hmm. In in New Orleans, how mm-hmm. that thing, you know does Bridgewater come back? I would imagine right would you, now. Would you Brady do, to New Orleans. Hey, well, they're, now they're talking Brady to Dallas. It's a, it's amazing oh, how the off season people start doing wacky things. I saw a Brady to Carolina thing that said, right. "Hey, Joe Brady's their co- coach now. He's a former coordinator, you know, or whatever coach, assistant coach in New England." Oh, okay, Th- that's why again, th- this is such an amazing off season because seldom, if ever, have we had. Veteran quarterbacks with with Super Bowls in you know twenty thirty thousand yards and touchdowns available and ready to move. So it 
that'll happen quickly because this this does happen quickly, and then we'll see how this impacts the draft. Because if Carolina gets their quarterback, if they move on from Newton and they get somebody, then they're out of the mix at quarterback. So, and so many teams are ready to move on. Like if you think ten or fifteen years ago, I think it's a very very different NFL now because. I think I think one of the main reasons is so just we've seen so many young quarterbacks come in and do so well right off the bat. You get Patrick Mahomes, who's now a Super Bowl champion. You get Deshaun Watson, who is in the AFC Championship this year. You you have guys who come in and immediately catch on or immediately show their potential. Daniel Jones showed plenty of potential last year for the Giants, more than I thought he would show, to be perfectly honest. But Josh Allen got the Bills in the playoffs. Exactly. Josh Allen, for crying out loud. So I mean, it, you, you see so many young guys coming in and making an impact, and teams now are saying, thinking, you know what, instead of spending 20 to $25 million on this veteran guy who's 36, 38 years old, let's, uh, let's have faith in our, in our staff, and our front office staff, and our scouting staff, and, and see if we can emulate the same success that these other teams are having around the league right now. And that's something that did not happen, like I said, 10, 15 years ago. We're seeing much more of it right now. And again, if, if you get Rivers, aren't you looking at two years – Fifty million. I mean, twenty five. Isn't that a? I would think so. Yeah, that, that, that's the bo- That's the bottom. That's where you start. Yeah. I mean, if Brissett makes what? What Brissett makes? It was About two years. And, yeah. A year. It was fifteen years. It was the extension years. was the extension made it like two years, thirty million. So it's it's it, it's the, the 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 issue is we talked about this earlier is if you go the Rivers route only the veteran quarterback only then. Prepare yourself that in two years you're doing this again, mm-hmm. and it that's the one position that if you don't have the guy. When I talk long term in the NFL, I'm think, I'm talking four years at most positions. Now, if you get a Rodgers or I was going to say Luck, but but Manning or Brady or or Breeze, long term is 10, 10, 15 years. Any other position, it's not ten years; it's like four years because your roster's turned over, guys get hurt. So I, it's they have to decide can shoot for it now and and really get Rivers or or Bridgewater someone and really increase the roster around him mm-hmm. or try to balance Rivers and a young guy so that in two years they're not playing quarterback roulette. Well, and it it's really a fork in the road right now because I think the third option is you go Rivers and you. Use all your draft picks, putting as much around him as possible. Right. And then in two years when he's gone, you bought him out like they did that one year when Peyton Manning was gone. You mm-hmm. bought him out. That's how you – Yeah, you, but your roster is going to be so much better. Yeah, I think The rest the of the roster is going to be so much better that you'd have to have – I'm not going to name a couple of quarterbacks that have been here. <laughs> they would have to play, play so poorly to where you've got – you're going to have a good defense. It's still going to be a young defense – a strong offensive line. Marlon Max is going to be running the ball, and you're going to have you're going to have built the roster up so strong to, to support Rivers that you'd have to have really crappy quarterback play to do what you want to do. Most most likely, I mean, it, it depends. It depends what they what kind of contracts they would give out in free agency. It depends what they decide to do with the. I mean, two to three years from now, that that's a long time in the NFL. So this could be a very different roster by then. And everything Ballard has said, you know, he says he wants to build this thing for the long term. So when keeping that in mind, and we keep talking about Rivers being a win-now option, it makes less and less sense for the Colts. Unless he thinks he can have have the best of both worlds. Win now, have a better chance to win now with Rivers, yet still have that guy 
to groom, and that that guy to groom would not be Brissett. No. You're not going to groom Brissett to be the guy in two years. And again, Love. Chad Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, you mentioned Chad Kelly. Still on the roster for a reason. I, I still see the comments for Chad Kelly. I know, me too. That's why, that's why I brought it up. Those people need to sit, watch him in, in training camp and during the OTAs when we get to see him, and he's not I the know. answer. I know. I know, but I st- like like we said, we still see but the comments. But he's got swag. I mean, he does. That's he's, all that really matters. Come on, right? guys. Come on, Mike. Gosh. Get off my lawn, Mike. But what, I don't know how you want to do this, but since, we, since you brought this up, Joe, let's go to the uh, – looking at cornerstone players to build around. That sort of plays into what you were talking about, is how of this roster, who do you see as cornerstone players, whether you're winning now or winning later, mm-hmm. that you have? Are there as many cornerstone players as we think there are? And, and, and here's what I'll, I'll, I'll put on, on this discussion right off the bat. If somebody out there is thinking a cornerstone player is Rock Yassine or Bobby Okariki, stop. We've seen them for one year, and we think that yeah, these are, these are some good young players. But stop! They're, they're, you can't say that they're a cornerstone of the franchise. I, I would call a cornerstone player someone that there's no doubt, you know, barring injury, there's no doubt in your mind he's going to get that second contract, or in some cases, a third contract. Plus, you know, Jack Doyle has gotten two massive contracts from yep. these guys. Yep. That is so rare in today's NFL. Mm-hmm. So, which players as cornerstone players will be getting? that next contract that's going to time here for the next four or five years. Well, and it, it's probably not as many players as you think. Yeah, let, let's lock in the two obvious ones, which are Quentin Nelson and Darius Leonard, right off the bat. Those are two right. guys who are all pro players, who are Pro Bowl players, who have done that year after both years in the NFL, even though Darius wasn't a Pro Bowler his first year. And um, But but those two, right off the bat, boom, you got, you got your two obvious right. ones. So after that, what do you see? I think some of the... To kind of go with those guys, I think one guy that doesn't get talked about enough, Braden Smith, is a guy who I can easily see getting another contract. Um, not only because he's held up very well at right tackle, but he can also slide inside to guard um, if you need him to in the future as well. Say they draft a le- uh, offensive tackle this year, Costanzo comes back, and you know what? They say, let's slide Braden into guard, and we got two other tackles. Um, so I think Braden Smith is one of them, and I think um, Anthony Walker is a guy who – is probably deserving of a second contract as well. So really, the offensive line, the linebacker position, stand out as two areas. So that Ryan, Ryan Kelly, he's due an extension. Yeah, Ryan Kelly. Uh, he, he's under contract this year on his fifth year, but he'll, he'll get an extension. Uh, Costanzo, it's hard to even address Costanzo because we don't know. Right. We just don't know. But Malik Hooker, I, I want to believe he's a, he's a cornerstone player. <laughs> Me. But we're sort of still waiting, and, yep. and and the injuries that just nip at him make it difficult. It just makes it difficult to say yes. He, he's we're going to build around this guy. Uh, T. Y. Hilton. I would. I, I guess I would still call him a cornerstone player because he's going to, he, barring these guys believing that these injuries are a sign that age is catching up with him. I think he gets another contract from him. I would put Marlon Mack on the list. I know Joe doesn't believe in doing that with a running back, and I'm not saying break the bank for him at all. But I think when you're talking a guy that's going to get another contract, and let's say again, is going to be in your your plans for the next four years, I think he's a guy that you do that with. And gosh, beyond that, who? That, that that's about it. And I, I would even say 
T.Y. Hilton Ziffy. I mean, 30 years old, speed receiver. Once that speed falls off, how effective is he going to be? He certainly doesn't have the size that you see like Larry Fitzgerald keeps playing with and can box defenders out with. So um, T.Y. is really iffy for me, and Marlon Mack as well. I mean, I put on here Devontae Freeman. Rumors are Falcons already want to get out of his contracts. Running mm-hmm. backs just don't last super long in the NFL. I'm not saying... Mac doesn't deserve maybe a three-year extension or something like that. But. And, and that's what, again, outside a quarterback, that that's what I think long-term. That's what I'm thinking about. Give him a three-year deal. That means he would have been here, what, six years if he plays out the contract. That's Edron James played here seven years, I think it was. So, so as, as long as you get that much out of, out of a running back and, he, and he, he gives you quality snaps and starts, that's fine. Then you move on after that, but... It's it's you know, Anthony Walker. I I would give him another contract. He, he's a guy that you're probably not going to have to break the bank to keep. Uh, I think he's a valuable player. But and here we go again with my downgrading guards. It, is he, he's a middle linebacker, and, and you know he's he, he's he's not a Darius Walker or Darius Leonard who's going to get you know the sacks and the interceptions. He, he, but he serves a strong purpose. He's a great leader. And he's a great quote. I, I can't mm-hmm. em- emphasize enough for the media how we need great quotes if Chris Ballard's listening. Mm. But I, I, I think the linebacker group is in really good hands, and he's a guy that I would, I would look to bring back. I'm kind of surprised neither of you guys said Kenny Moore. I would have thought that he would have been one of the first and players of he, to talk about it. Of course, he just, he just got his extension. So, but no, but no, you're right. That's one. Pierre Desir, I don't know. I, I don't know if i call him a cornerstone. No. Kenny Moore, I think we've, I think we're just starting to see him emerge uh-huh. uh, to what he can be. Yeah, and it's, it's, is it a coincidence to, that the defense went in the tank last year when he went out? I don't, I don't believe in coincidences a right. lot. I don't think it's a coincidence. I think there was a lot more than Kenny Moore, but it was not a coincidence that that, that aligned to the time when he went out and the defense just right. went. So, so we probably listed six or seven guys as quote, cornerstone players. Yeah, I think we all agree on Darius Leonard. We can say Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, uh, Kenny Moore, and then you said Jack Doyle, kind of. I mean, well, but, but oh, oh, no, I, I think he's, he's gotten his last big contract, okay, I yeah, would yeah, think. Yeah. I, I would think so, too. But, so, but, but, he, but the fact that he just got one shows you what they feel about him. Right. Yeah, so right it, now they feel like right. they're building around him right. now. So, Maybe so not I, I would put him on there just because, just because he's going to, I think it was a three-year extension. Yeah. Uh, Braden Smith, I agree. I, I mm-hmm. agree with Joe on Braden Smith. Mm-hmm. It's funny, he's almost that forgotten guy in that draft. And as much as they tried to revise history last year, they did not draft him to be a right tackle. They simply didn't. It was to be a guard. And they ran out of tackles, and they put him out there. And, and lo and behold, they've got a, they've got a right tackle. And Gouge, Coach Gouge, said he's a tackle. Right. He was very adamant in saying right. he's a tackle. And trained him up to be a good tackle in his first year before he got fired. And then uh, Strausser came in right. a year or two. So. Um, so that, yeah, you're right. That's about five or six guys. We include, um, T Y Hilton's maybe like Joe said, a bit of a question mark, just because we think he'll get one more contract. Mike, we do just unless injuries really catch up with him this year. This would be one of those probably, let's say it's a four year deal. It's really a two year deal or whatever, what, what you yeah. get up front. But T Y sort of got some leverage on these guys because who's behind who him? else? Exactly. Who right else? now? If not T Y who? Yeah. Paris Campbell. I, I don't know. Yeah, and and I love Ty. I, I I would love to give him more contracts and have him in that locker room. He's not the longest quote, but he is a good quote. You talking about he, guys who are good. He quotes. reminds me of 
Robert Mathis, who you didn't get a lot from him, but what you got was normally pretty good. Yes. And T.Y.'s gotten better at that. He, he's, he used to do interviews because he sort of had to, mm-hmm. but now he'll give you, he'll give you some stuff and uh, you have to look for it sometimes, but, uh, but they need him to be, a, they need him to be the playmaker he was. And even before he got hurt, they weren't pushing the ball down the field with him. It was, right. it was underneath stuff. And I think one of his longest catches was a little, was it against uh, the chargers where it was a little dump off and, and, and he and, scooted down the sideline. Side it was like a 29 yard touchdown. Yeah. So, but but a lot of that in my mind was a reflection of how Brissett ran the offense. Yeah, this offense totally changed, totally changed when Andrew Luck yep. bailed on him. It, mm-hmm. it just did. They, I don't it, care what the coaches said preseason. We we all said last year that yeah. it was going to be a different. Oh, it's going to be the same offense. No, no, no it was not. no, it wasn't. Because first of all, the the tal- or the uh, skill set of your quarterback changed, but it was just. And again, we can argue one of these days. Maybe we can just have a whole program on Brissett. Program. It's the the, the, the whole. The, the the money quote from Ballard, I thought, was they've got to go from check down to touchdown mentality with Brissett. Mm-hmm. So they, they want more aggression. They, they don't want to spray interceptions around the field, but but they need more pop in the passing game, which right now they don't have. All right, so from that conversation, the secondary is in decent, but not great shape, but pretty good shape. It's not one of your needs going into the off season. The offensive line looks pretty good, aside from whatever Costanzo's going to do. So that can cha- that can change, mm, yeah, so much. But you know, we kind of got to wait and see on what Costanzo does. Um, wide receiver looks like a need. Running back does not look like a need. Tight end is not a need, but it's an area you could upgrade. You need to pass catching tight end. Yeah, and that's to take nothing away from Doyle. Yeah, so. That gives us, you need offensive pass-catching weapons, whether tight end and receivers. Um, we didn't really talk much about the defensive line. No cornerstones did we mention on the defensive line, despite all they've invested in. There, there isn't one. And that's the thing. You like Some people, oh, Kamoko Tur- No, you can't say he's a cornerstone right no. now. He played three or four good games. And you know what? That's awesome. It's great. He showed a lot of potential. You can't call him a cornerstone piece of the franchise yet, based on what we've seen. Can't do that. You want you want Tyquan Lewis? That that's what they, was he a second round draft pick two yep. years ago, and we don't know. Right. You sh- you should have a better grasp on what you have after two years, and they just don't know. Therese the same way. Banigou uh, in there. Banigou's in there. No no question. More I, I like Therese potential more than Banigou, but sure, it's because he's been around longer. But you know Justin Houston. He's got one more year, and I guess if he gives you 12 sacks again or whatever he had this year. He's the Phillip Rivers of defensive ends. Correct. Mm-hmm. I would if, if he's effective again, give him another two-year deal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to see. But that's when Ballard always talks offensive line, defensive line, you know that he would love to invest a high draft pick on a defensive lineman, maybe an interior guy. So it's – all of a sudden, the defensive line is an issue because right now your best player is Justin Houston. Your second best player is your ball shared, and he's a free agent. And you, and I couldn't get a read from Ballard whether they want him back or not. You know, it, it was either a great farewell or this is how important he is to us. You've got to get young, not younger. You need to get much better at defensive line. So let's rank the top five Colts positional needs this offseason. Needs this offseason. So. Um, I think it's hard. See, now I'm hemming and hawing about it. Like, where, 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 I was gonna say, where do you put quarterback, quarterback? number you, one? I, 
I, I don't even know if I would put quarterback number one because you have Jacoby Brissett there right now. But and that, that's why it's in I, my I know, mind, that's I know. why it's number one. I know, and I, and, and I understand that <laughs> argument completely. And and I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to play hot take theater right here, saying that, that that's not the case, because I really do believe that you can say that that is number one. I think that the interior defensive line showed absolutely nothing of significance last year. Did he go out three? Where did he go? Exactly. And, and quarterback, at least Jacoby Brissett, showed you a little bit of spark, a little bit of hope, a little bit of promise. It, which position is more important for an NFL team? Quarterback, obviously. Yes. But at least let me make the argument that defensive tackle needs to be really high up there in your positional needs this offseason. I agree with that. Thank you. I do appreciate that, Joe. Nice, reasonable take. I I hate hot take theater, man. I I I hate it. It it It's annoying. I think it's the de-evolution of journalism. It's not it's not based in in reality in reality. It's just highly annoying to me. But anyway, on that note. I think a quarterback is up there too. I think left tackle is right there as well. I, I would put like left tackle number one as long as we don't know what Costanzo is doing. I would put defensive tackle number two. I would put quarterback number three. And I, I know people would be ridiculously outraged that I put quarterback number three because obviously you need to you need to iron out what is going to happen at that position this off season. But but I just see so you got to get to the quarterback, and they didn't do that in the interior last year. You've got to protect your quarterback, whoever that's going to be. So that that that's those are the reasons why I have it in that order. And if anybody's out there saying, "Oh, Dave, you don't think the Colts need a quarterback?" Yes, I do think they need to change, uh, need to iron out what they are going to do at quarterback. But that that's the reason I have those three in the order that I have them in right You're now. You're more looking at it as. If you don't upgrade, who are you left with? Yes. Yes, I am. And so Brissett yes. makes it less of a drastic need. Right. But Mike that's and how I, I'm, yes, yeah. That's how I'm approaching it. Go so ahead. It's just a different perspective. Yes. Uh, I would agree. Assuming Costanzo's gone, I put left tackle number two behind quarterback on my board. And then I'll probably put defensive tackle number three. I've been saying if the Colts spend money on anybody, I would love it to be Chris Jones from uh, the Chiefs. Although, I would overpay for him. Yeah. I, I mm-hmm. would. Although it's looking like the Chiefs, I've heard their plans kind of like they did with D4 last year. They might tag and trade him. So do you want to pay him and trade something for him? Mm. That makes it a little more difficult. Right. He's only like 26, isn't he? Yeah, he's young. young. He's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been See, that's why we're, when we're talking positional needs in, in, in like the draft, they will address one or two of these spots in free agency. I think they there's a – Decent chance they address interior defensive line and free agency, and who knows who knows who's going to be out there. One thing that I I will rank higher than than you have because you you didn't even mention it is receiver. Mm-hmm. They have they have got to get they have got to get a playmaking receiver. With all due respects to Ty, they've got to get somebody who can stretch the field. And I'm I'm looking more that games are one on offense than they are on defense and that's just again I've, I've been I've been brainwashed from the from the Manning years in the luck years to where 30 points was was a given hmm. and now it's not a given so I, I whether quarterback or, or left tackle is first on my list it depends on Costanzo if Costanzo comes back you still you still have to have a left tackle in the pipeline because if he comes back after having this inner debate for six weeks, how sure can you be that this is more than a one year, that we're not doing this again next year? Mm-hmm. But you've got, 
in my mind, with the way the NFL is, you've got to f- figure out your quarterback situation because it's a quarterback league, and if you haven't got a quarterback, you're seven and nine w- with Brissett and left tackle, and then receiver. You've got to have some pop. I think they look they can look free agency and get that defensive line help, which they've done. And maybe that's a position. As much as you hate to do it, if I'm scrambling every two years to fix a position. I would rather it be my defensive line than my offensive line or my quarterback. So, you know, you, you cut, this is predates uh, Ballard, and it was not defensive line, but th- they got Eric Walden. And he was pretty doggone good for three or four years, and he led mm-hmm. him in sacks one year. You get uh, Jabal Sherrod, who's been maybe their best defense player over the last three years combined. Mm-hmm. You get Justin Houston. You got Danico Autry, who was really good his first year, not so much last year. I think if, if they've got to go year to year and every couple of years find guys, I think you can find guys good enough in free agency. And, and then you're hoping like hell that Tyquan Lewis – because if he, if, he, if he doesn't work out, that's just a second-round draft pick that's gone. And second-round draft picks are supposed to be – Starters. Start, good starters. Yes. You know, third round up, they should be starters. And the higher up you go, they should be really good starters. So, uh, I just they've got they've got they've got to have a receiver who can do things special. And you can't you can't say, well, you know, Paris Campbell's going to be that guy based on what? Mm-hmm. Based on the fact he was injured all year <laughs> and and all that. And, and I don't mean to get on the guy. He made one really nice play in the in the uh, was it in training camp. He like shook a corner. And right. Oh, caught it. Nice and he had one really good play and. When he, when Titans he, game caught a touchdown, but he had one where it was maybe Pittsburgh where he's going for yes, and he, yes. and he broke his he fumbled and he fumbled it. Yeah. So <laughs> he had the touchdown. So th- this will be a guy that's going to come back extremely motivated. You would think so. And, and okay, but so then it's he and Ty. Then who? Devin Funches. I mean, who, who knows? And Zach he's a, Pascal. And he's Zach Pascal. We love Zach. God love him. But as a fourth, so, so again, or I, fifth. I think we the fact that we're or, and, and they need a corner. They need a cornerback because Quincy Wilson gave you no reason to think he's going to be that guy this year. So I, th- there are a lot of spots, but I, I lean more towards offense because I just think that's what you've got to do. Do you believe, you know, maybe the Colts try and go, okay, let's focus this offseason on one side of the ball and try and build that up, that being offense, because they clearly did not score enough points last year. The only team to score less points than the Colts last year and still make the playoffs was the Bills. So they obviously have to score more. Do you think maybe they go, okay, let's find someone from quarterback, let's get a left tackle, let's get some pass catchers, and at least fix that side of the ball, and the defense can be okay average, if not maybe slightly above average, and that'll be good enough to get to the playoffs. You hope that the young guys get a little bit better from last year to this year. And on say defense. The defense takes one more step forward. Because on and... defense they have guys in the pipeline. On offense they don't. I mean, maybe you could say Paris Campbell. But other than that, who's that guy that you're waiting on on offense? It's not really there. But defense, you, you got some hope. So maybe the, do you think they just invest on the offensive side of the ball and hope to build that up? No, well, again, it starts at quarterback. It, it's yeah. you, you, however you want to balance an offense or defense. You've got it. It starts with getting your quarterback settled, whether it's again a short term, long term. And again, I've talked, and I'll as much as I talk about why didn't Costanzo have a, an extension. You almost have to approach it if he comes back that it's a, that it's a one year, one year at a time. So I I can argue what you're saying because there there are no players in the pipeline. Mm-hmm. A tight end who, uh, offensive line who Joe Haig, 
I like Joe Hegg more f- for being Joe Wright's 2.0 because he gives you so much versus. And, and, and I, I know this is not what he wants. He wants to be a starting offensive lineman at some position somewhere. That's probably not going to be here. Yep. It, it just I just don't see that happening. Nope. Unless even even if Costanto doesn't come back, I don't think they see Joe Hegg as your left tackle of the future. And, and, and you'd put Braden Smith to left tackle, and no, you, then, then you're weakening two positions. So I, I'm not against what Joe says. Is that they need players in the pipeline on offense because mm-hmm. they really Reese Fountain, the wide receiver. You don't know. He's an exclusive rights free agent, so right. he's not even signed right now. Right. So, but and he's coming off the, the dislocated ankle. So, it's that, that's a good point that they they need young players to develop on offense because outside of Paris Campbell, I'm not sure who you point to. Steve Ishmael. <laughs> I didn't mention that. I know you didn't. You probably didn't mention yeah. him on purpose. You know what? Now that you bring up Ishmael, let me take receiver off my priority. There you go. Here that, he comes. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> Coming back from an ACL. Yeah. 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 But it, so so if I gave you five, I, I as I said, left tackle, defensive tackle, quarterback, and after that, I, I got. Do you want do you want a defensive tackle or a pass rusher? I after that I have uh, number four defensive end and number five wide receiver for me. I would move receiver up, but yeah. I, I completely get it. I, I just look at how how the defense fell off fell off the cliff down the stretch, and I think that the best way to fix that would be to shore up the defensive line and make that a little bit better, and then that just improves everything else immediately. And like Joe said, I think there is more potential uh, back there. You have a little bit more hope in the uh, in the secondary right now. I don't know how much hope you have on the defense. You have Houston and Teray; those guys really play the same position, though, so they're not going to be on the same field on the field too much. But you need to do something at the other defensive end, the left defensive end position. You got Ben Bandigou right there as technically your starter right now because Jabal Sheard isn't going to be on the roster. So you have to figure out what you're going to do on the other side of there. And if you want Al Qadim Muhammad as your backup, fine. But I, I think I would rather have somebody else as as your starter and have Ben Bandigou as your backup. Whether that's Sheard or someone else, I think you need to do something else, something else on the because defensive it, end. Body wise, you think Marcus Hunt might be released i don't know i mean because he kind of gave you a a couple of career years and he got Mm -hmm. the decent extension and and then last year it just didn't work out yep and are you banking on Danico autry having a rebound here uh so yeah if if you looked at if you looked at positions defensive line it's strikingly uh void of promise, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not taking nothing away from Justin Houston. Justin Houston shouldn't be your shining star on that defensive line. He should be that complimentary piece, and right now he is by far your best player on the defensive line. Which is why we talk glowingly about uh, uh, Chris Harris. the um, Chris Fort. Chris, yeah, the, the Chiefs guy, sorry. Um, oh, Chris yeah. Jones. Yeah, Chris, Chris Jones. Jones. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I knew that Harris wasn't the right, right. Wasn't the right word. It's Shelby Harris. Shelby Harris for the Broncos, uh, who is a free agent and a uh, KOA Colorado reporter. Benjamin Albright reports that the Colts, quote, have legitimate interest in Broncos free agent defensive they, line. They, they, will sign, they will sign, I think. A veteran defensive tackle, right. defensive lineman. Defensive, or uh, the Nico Autry type of player to yeah. really to be that guy. And, and then again, maybe... In one of the top three rounds, they try to find a young guy, but you just look at what they get, three of the top, 44, is that right? Boy, receiver, offensive lineman, and then you get the quarterback. It's it's just there's – with those top picks, it's really hard to target until you know what they're doing. Again, free agency is going to tell us 
a ton right. with what they're going to do in the draft. Yep. Yep, that, that's that's the first thing when it comes to roster construction. You get an idea at the Combine because you get to talk to the guys in charge, see what they're looking at, uh, you see who jumps off the page, and that, that makes things intriguing for a couple weeks. But then free agency starts, and that gets to the meat and potatoes, like we're saying earlier, I, I would think we get Ballard, uh, it's two weeks, it's it's February 24th or whatever on a Tuesday. That's a, I think the 24th is that Monday? Okay, it's, it's, it's the next day, it's the 25th then. And we talked to... to Ballard and, and Reich that day, I w- I would think that we might know by for Costanzo by then. I, I just if not, I mean what? I mean I we were talking. I don't know if it was in here with someone else. Is is this is like a jury? Is, is it a good sign when it takes a long time to come in? Yeah, I, I was saying that it probably is a good sign. Is what? But because, that, that was just that was just because, because if he knew, he knew. Right. Yeah. I. But then again, the longer he waits. <laughs> how safe can you feel committed that he wants to come back and yeah yeah i think it's still nervy either way right yeah. but i but again they they need to know by drop dead time by like early march because they've got to know can we do that in free agency or is it the draft so at some point he needs to let him know what he's doing we hope you'll listen to the discussion throughout the week with us on Twitter. I'm at DaveG underscore sports. Mike is at MChapel51. Joe is at Road to Street Joe. You can follow us as a whole at the Colts Blue Zone podcast at Colts Blue Zone as well. Thank you for downloading and listening. You can subscribe to us, get this delivered to your podcast listening device week after week. And we will be bringing plenty more news and interviews, of course, when they come, when we hear from Frank Reich, when we hear from Chris Ballard uh, on the Colts Blue Zone podcast as things get heated up a little bit more in the offseason as the NFL Combine comes to Indianapolis later this month. So this is the Colts Blue Zone podcast. We thank you so much once again for listening, and we'll see you next week. 